0: Obviously, she has to be on top because, like, gravity.
1: Whoa. So. First of all, <laughs> no. Uh, so, what he's saying is true. So, together we had five boys and one girl. No, not that part. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my God. Welcome back, OnlyFans.
2: Happy Fantastic Friday.
0: From your favorite foursome,
1: where we co parent with a twist. I'm losing my voice. Can you tell? No, it's like, I don't know. I feel like horsey. Is that the right word? Horse. I do laugh like a horse. So I guess <laughs> it's fitting. <laughs> I'm out of breath because I just ran up the stairs and I'm
2: very <laughs> out of shape. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about pregnancy and delivery. So we're each going to go over our experience with each pregnancy separately and each delivery separately So
1: the boys are going to have their point of view, and then we're going to have ours. We have a lot of births between us. How many births do we have between all of us? Do the twins count? That counts as two births, right? So One one pregnancy, two births. One pregnancy, two births. Yes. Right?
3: Well, you Mm. birthed two children. You birthed two children, but
1: it was like one. It's always weird putting on a thing. Like, they'll ask you, how many pregnancies have you had and how many births have you had? Yeah. (laughs) And I've had more births than pregnancies yeah it's like actually a thing like is is it's it so considered
2: weird. one birth just two babies or is it considered two births
1: that's a good question i think it's two births because i would
3: consider it two because it's two different two. babies
1: yeah and, and you, you birth have, two babies yeah and you could have a c section and then a vaginal or like vice versa well probably probably just the latter yeah de- <laughs> def-
3: definitely not vice versa
1: <laughs> well,
2: c-section is take one baby out and then we're gonna give birth vaginally <laughs> to the other one while you're open and who knows exposed you never know in these i don't know days. i never thought of that yeah, as being two you know, births, two births and one pregnancy, two live births. That's interesting. But between all of us, what you guys have? Let's see, seven, seven eight, kids eight, and nine, huh? Eight, nine, yeah. So we have nine births and eight pregnancies. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so
1: weird. <laughs> nine births and eight pregnancies. Between Gabe's like the four thinking
2: of. it's because she had twins, so it's one
1: pregnancy.
3: I just can't do simple math. I minus <laughs> one. I work in a warehouse, guys. Uh, <laughs>
1: That's not your forte. (laughs) So I think
2: we're going to go in order from which... Oldest to youngest. Yeah, the child was born. So I think I take the cake on that one. She was the first birth (laughs) and pregnancy here. So Logan was born in 2009. So I got pregnant in 2008 when I was 16. Had him at 17. My pregnancy was horrible. So I was throwing up the whole pregnancy and I actually had to transfer out of my regular high school so I went to school from for elementary all the way up until my senior year at the in the same school district because I come from a small town and so I was getting pre- or I was getting pregnant <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you were <laughs> I was pregnant
2: um, I was getting sick all the time like it was bad it wasn't just morning sickness it was all day and it lasted my whole pregnancy so I actually had to transfer out of my regular high school in october so i'd only started in august i was only in regular senior year for three months and then i had to transfer to a charter school where i went once a week and i actually graduated early so i still graduated so yeah other than that his pregnancy was fine um i did get really big because when i before i got pregnant i was really small like very small yeah you're tiny so i got pregnant and i got really big that my stretch marks were actually bleeding
1: and I what? thought I was going to get like a
2: hole in my skin or something. Yeah. Oh so my God. The pregnancy was, it was okay other than the throwing up all the time up yeah. until delivery. Right. Um, My water broke at 36 weeks exactly. And I went into labor. My labor lasted 12 hours. I pushed for two hours and they actually had to use forceps. What? Not forceps. The, the vacuum. vacuum. Yeah. I'm like, wait, I didn't have forceps.
1: We were just talking about yeah, this Yeah, they today. actually had
2: to use the vacuum to get him out. And so they try two times or three times. And so it's like, I think they try two times because on the second time, they said, if he doesn't come out, you'll have to do a C-section. Oh, my god. So gosh. he came out the second time. But I had an epidural also so i couldn't feel anything like my epidural worked even past after delivery to where i couldn't feel anything so i couldn't feel how hard i was pushing oh so who knows how hard you were even pushing yeah so um he came out and then there was nothing wrong with him he was perfectly fine like he was born early yes and because my water had broke at 36 weeks they gave me the steroid shot for his lungs because he was early like when you were in labor when I was in labor yeah is that even enough time how often I don't like how much time do you need I don't know if they doubled the dose or if they just gave me one dose because you know you do two separately right um so yeah I don't know but they gave me that and then I didn't even make it to my appointment where they tested for strep b I was just gonna that's weird I was just gonna ask you about that so I went into labor like midweek towards the end of the week it was either Wednesday or Thursday and my appointment was for the following Monday And that was supposed to be my my strep B. So they had to treat me like I had it. No way with the antibiotics and
1: everything, right? Yeah,
2: because I I didn't have time to get tested. Or, I mean, they could have tested me there. I don't remember. It was so long ago. Logan's 12 now. So it was 12 years ago.
1: Oh, my Um, gosh.
2: But, yeah, I didn't even get tested for that. I didn't even have to. I didn't even make it to my weekly appointments.
1: Oh, my goodness. It was just like, here you
2: go. Here's a baby. Here's a baby. (laughs) And then um, I actually had to have an episiotomy. That's where they cut you. I think it was just because I couldn't feel anything, um, and I I wasn't pushing hard enough, and they had to use the vacuum and everything. So I did have to have, I did have to have stitches. Ooh, so that was fun. My vagina hurts now, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But that's my labor and delivery story for Logan, who's now
1: twelve. That was quick, quick to the point. That sounds like halfway traumatic, though. Oh yeah. Oh, it gets better. It gets better with my second. (laughs) That one I was there for.
2: (laughs) That was traumatic. No, I wasn't expecting it. Like I was 17. So like when my water broke, I cried and I called my dad. And the funny thing is, is that my dad is a truck driver. He's worked like the same shift forever. So he goes in, he wakes up at midnight, goes to work. and He usually gets home around 12 or 1 PM. So I sometimes earlier than that. So I called him. It was like 11 p.m. that my water broke. And I I was like staying more with my aunt because my aunt was home all the time. Yeah. And being 17 and pregnant and like I'm scared, you know, if anything happens. And my dad was at work. I, you know, what am I going to do? I didn't have my license at that time. So I called my dad and I was like, my water broke. (laughs) I was like crying. And then he was like, you got it. You can do it. And then the funny thing is my labor lasted 12 hours. So by the time I was pushing, my cousin was actually in the waiting room. She had it on speakerphone because my aunt was in the room with me. So they can hear me pushing. My dad actually made it to the hospital in time and got to come into the room Aww, right after Logan was born.
1: That's so sweet. So it was like he made
2: it for his first grandchild's birth. Like he worked his shift, came to the hospital. I was still pregnant. And then he <laughs> was there. You got to come in the room and everything. Logan was six pounds, one ounce. And for 36 weeks, that is a pretty decent size. I that's think. A, that is a good
1: decent size. Yeah, that's amazing. You didn't have your mom in the room. I did. You did have your (laughs) mom in (laughs) the room. My mom and my aunt don't really get along. Oh no, that sounds like drama. Yeah. So you need this baby mama drama (laughs) while baby mama is pushing a baby out. That's always fun. So I think the next oldest is Big Caden. Big Caden. People, a lot of people think that Big Caden is older than Landon because he's he's a husky boy. You mean Landon? Oh my god, my brain
2: older than logan yeah he he's, does, he's
1: bigger than logan he's huge like he's tall and yeah. he's big like he looks he looks like he's 14 to I be was, honest yeah i was gonna say that he looks 14 he's, he's gonna be a big kid because him and tommy are only 14 months apart that's crazy see tommy looks so much younger and tommy's like the twin size so is that's, do you think crazy. tommy's small or do you think K- kaden's big or both or like when he's both, what do you, both? Yeah, yeah
0: it's a combination of both
1: because kaden's like kaden and tommy look several years apart and they're hardly a year apart
0: here's the dad perspective of being pregnant i went to a couple ultrasounds found out she was pregnant and then i got called to the hospital and a couple hours later i was holding this kid (laughs) it's pretty cool
1: well damn that was a lot easier than Amber's story
0: i mean i had no apotomy whatever fucking (laughs) (laughs)
1: episiotomy you didn't have to get
2: cut i I (laughs) slept my back didn't hurt
0: i had food
1: that was years did later, she though. just did
2: she did your ex-wife not let you go to appointments
0: um no it it wasn't that traumatic um so it's hard to like talk about it without talking about it because she was still technically married at the time
1: not to you yeah <laughs> whoa <laughs> i didn't even know that <laughs> i actually I didn't was, realize that either i was I, like, I was that,
0: but. i was her out of her last marriage it was an abusive relationship, and mm-hmm. she didn't know how to leave because she lived with him, and I was the out. Like, I was, like, the new friend to the group, and, like, she just – I literally had just got out of a major relationship with my ex from high school.
1: The one with all the stories from and the past episodes. <laughs> she,
0: she – I don't know. I was, like – I felt like an opportunity. I mean, I see it now, but, I mean, then it's like, oh, my God, you know. So I did know.
2: Her, her husband at the time – Know that she was pregnant.
0: He found out.
1: Oh, Whoa,
0: <laughs> nice. That's another yeah.
1: story time. Were they? T- they were actually together.
0: Yeah, they were like yeah.
1: I did not know this.
0: This yeah. is news to the, me. I I was twenty. I had just had a girlfriend. Not. I don't know how fucking divorce and marriage yeah. works. Yeah, I young. don't fucking know. And I mean, you you know, call me stupid, whatever the fuck you want. But when somebody tells you. I'm not with my husband anymore. It's like, I, I don't know what that yeah. means. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you didn't know that they were. You didn't. You didn't.
0: Get, I mean, they were not actively trying to stay together. She basically had left him for me. Okay. And I don't know the process of divorce. Yeah. I've never been fucking married.
1: So it wasn't like you were the other man, right? That's how yeah. it sounds, kind of. When yeah. You yeah. Said that. So
0: it's like you know, I, I don't know.
2: Yeah. When Do someone you know, says they're not with their husband, you don't know if they're legally. Separated or divorced, especially like, at a it young took, age. It's like, show it, me your paperwork. I know <laughs> it took
0: so long that Caden was actually born by the time all the paperwork was done.
1: Dang, like, how quickly did she get pregnant?
0: A couple months,
1: wow. So that was like super quick, yeah. So you were definitely not married at the time. So, how come you were in the delivery room with her?
0: I think I was,
1: yeah. Oh, that was Honestly, a long
0: time ago. I mean. I uh, do you it was not almost, know. Because it was almost like fucking twelve years ago. Like I, I honest, I can honestly say I remember being at the hospital with like her family, my mom and dad, and I, I know her mom was in there. She wanted her mom in there, and I can't remember if it was me or her sister. But I just, I, I, I don't know. You don't I, her- I remember like being in the room, but I don't know. I cannot remember if I was like in. The room, like when he was delivered. I i don't yeah. fucking remember. There's I just some, don't.
2: There's some people who don't have their significant others
1: and have like their mom or sister. I've seen that. Yeah. Shannon just did that. She talked about that. Yeah. Shannon Rose. that's yeah. the, That was the first person I actually like watched and I was like, oh, that is so interesting. Yeah, but like, it sister. hella makes sense though. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as your partner's okay with it, like, no shade, but I would rather have my mom and my, if I had to pick between my mom and my husband. At, depending on who, which husband obviously like this husband i probably would <laughs> like my husband there but like I don't, there's definitely times where i'd rather have my mom you know and yeah.
0: to be fair i don't remember tommy's either i don't i i'm pretty sure i was there like i said i i don't remember how do you that. not
1: know if you were in the room
0: it just wasn't that
2: <laughs> wasn't <laughs> it wasn't that big of a deal <laughs> to,
0: honestly i just don't i don't know that, well, that, that was, was probably you, a
2: time in his life where he probably forgot a lot of things you have I,
0: to you have to remember that was a very very stressful like drama part of my life that I there's there's a lot of stuff happening.
1: I do know that you're not on Caden's birth certificate, right? And that was a, a whole story in For, itself.
0: And so maybe that's
1: part of the reason.
0: I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that that's a whole nother story. Yeah. There's.
2: You were know. on the birth certificate, but she gave him his your last name. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so apparent, apparently, apparently she
1: does she was kind of in apparently her,
0: apparently my mom overheard her mom talking to her after the delivery filling out the paperwork and she's like well do you know if it's his and like she's like I don't and like didn't put my name down.
1: So and obviously he is, but yeah, he looks like you. Yeah, he does. Well, all right.
2: <laughs> like maybe. <laughs> so the next
1: birth was <laughs> Ninia. I don't know if I could top that story. I'm like still intrigued here, and I like knew the story, but Jerry,
3: dang. Jerry, Jerry. Well, <laughs> it all started when I missed my period.
1: <laughs> is that how it went?
3: Uh, yeah. Let's go with that.
1: How How's your boobs? How are your boobs? Were they sore? Oh.
3: <laughs> so sensitive. So <laughs> cracked.
2: So cracked. They're not cracked that at that point in time.
1: I don't the think. Nipples. Hey, hey, no, this is yet. my story, not okay, yours.
3: I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he had
1: a different experience, Amber. Mm. <laughs>
3: You've never been a
0: pregnant male.
1: No, I have not. <laughs> um, okay, anyways, I'll... Go ahead. Actually, I'll, in no, this
0: I'll, day and age, I'll, that's actually a possibility. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: well, it is. Yeah, no, I think there was a story about... Um, yeah, I
1: remember. The guy, the pregnant...
3: Well, I think it was a uh, trans the, the, they they were both trans. Yeah. And they went got together and
1: That's like so awesome. I think Yeah, that's like, like it was
2: a trans woman and a trans man. Yeah. And yeah. they got pregnant.
1: Yeah. So it was a uh
0: It was a reversal.
1: <laughs> well <laughs> Yeah. It, anyway, it's possible nowadays. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> okay, so do you wanna tell your perspective? Gabe's great at telling my stories better than i am because i have a really bad memory like truly not
3: well i they're i'm pretty sure i already told the story of how i found out how you told me so we don't have oh, to do yeah. that we did so we should probably just give it to you say how the pregnancy went or i guess we can go back and forth
1: yeah the pregnancy in general right. gabe remembers details that i forgot because my memory is so like i don't just i know everyone says my memory is so bad i like literally think i should get diagnosed with like memory loss <laughs> like short term dory over here i'm literally dory just keep swimming just keep swimming like i literally am dory so anywho um okay so my pregnancy my first pregnancy i was 17 when i got pregnant and then 18 when i had her and I do, and obviously this is all documented week by week, starting at eight weeks when I was pregnant with her. That's crazy. So if you really want to know how my pregnancy was, go back to my videos on my YouTube channel and you can find them there at jessbam But um us Baby see. Jess. Baby Jess. I sound like, oh my God, it's so cringy watching those videos. <laughs> so cringy. Hey,
3: we all start somewhere.
1: Yeah. But I'm just like, dude, like I literally sound like I'm on crack. I'm like, calm down the way I talk. I guess I'm the same now, huh? <laughs> Nothing's <laughs> changed except my voice a little bit. Um so I do remember having a lot of um sickness, like morning sickness in the beginning and then I think I like took some prenatal vitamins or whatever and they're supposed to help and then they did. But overall, like now being 29 and looking back at my pregnancy, it was probably my easiest pregnancy, like body-wise, health-wise. And then delivery was I you'll see in the next if you don't if you don't know already you my later births I had like natural births home births stuff like that I didn't know anything at that time I just was like you I was like mm-hmm. a pregnant teen and I'm like okay I guess we're gonna do this I did read a lot of books and a lot of I did a lot of research I thought um to like prepare myself because I like really wanted to breastfeed and I really wanted to do I do remember saying I I would like to try for a natural birth but if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen I think that was my mindset yeah And so I went to the hospital. My my water broke at home.
3: Yes. Yes, it did.
1: You were there, weren't you? I sure was. I was standing there and I was having a contraction. And all of a sudden it was just like, boop. And I was like, okay, I guess we're going to the hospital. It's dripping down my leg. I think that's how I said it in my (laughs) labor and delivery video. (laughs) So we went to the hospital I was. Gabe was there the whole time through everything. He went to every appointment. I think he went to every ultrasound. He was there for the birth. Like he literally was like there for all of it. So yes. everybody yes, loves Gabe's
2: reaction when Lilia was born. That's a classic, iconic, iconic picture. I wish we could show a picture right yes. now of his face. I'll, I'll post it on the Fantastic Four Ooh. Instagram.
1: Do that for this week's episode. That's it. Or for the yeah. Do that. The, that picture well if i post it i post pictures on wednesday so i'll have to post oh, yeah. it in the stories okay oh okay post it on the story yeah that's because if i post it too early people are gonna be like what the heck They're like a yeah artist.
2: i'll post it i'll post the picture to um our fantastic four official instagram
1: story today so go there Super and check it out it today yeah go do that Gabe. you should post it on your instagram drive traffic there
3: yeah for like a day, and then I'll stop
1: drive <laughs> traffic that's that is you really should post that picture. It's a really good picture, but he hadn't i mean I didn't expect you to i mean if you't we were just kind of beating around the bush, he like cried, yeah, he was like very a baby it was the cutest thing. don't
3: judge me <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not judging i just i definitely didn't expect you to cry because like no shade, but throughout the pregnancy you were just kind of like there. you were just like, mm, like are we really doing this and then
3: well. <laughs> When it happened, like, it was
1: real. I know. Yeah. So, like, And that's a very normal thing, I think, yeah. for men. It's yeah. like, once they see their baby, you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we emotions pouring in. So, Lily was born, and as soon as she came out, he was just all tears. <laughs> he was, like, crying. I had
3: a baby girl. Like, you did. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was great. So, um, as far as my my delivery goes, though, I kind of got ahead of myself. I, okay, I got it, got there. It was at three centimeters. And I was we like, We were oh. there forever. We were there forever. And I, I know my problem now, having done a million natural births, um, I was so tense. So every contraction I would tense up, my whole body would tense up. If you don't know, that's really bad. It's gonna cause you to not dilate the way that you should be dilating. So I kept contracting and I just remember the nurse coming in and I got to a point where I was just like, I'm just I just give me an epidural, I'm in so much pain. She te- she checked me and I was like at three centimeters. Oh no. And I was like, Oh my god, and I wanted to like give up. And um, I couldn't get the epidural until it was four centimeters. And this sweet little nurse, because I think they viewed me as like this little child who's like <laughs> having a baby, and they're like this poor girl. So she actually like stretched me uh, my cervix, and she like pushed me to like almost a four. And she was like, "Okay, we're gonna get you this epidural." So they gave me an epidural. Within an hour, I went from four to nine and a half centimeters. Damn. Yeah, it, we were,
3: it was literally we were just chilling there. She was finally relaxed. The next yeah. time they go check on her, was like. Oh, we're about to go.
1: We're about to push. Whoa. <laughs> and even with the epidural, I feel like it worked. A lot of people have those crazy epidural stories where it yeah. doesn't work. My epidural was great. So it was I had mine. It, it mm-hmm. was great. It worked. Um, I pushed for 12 minutes, I think, or something. Oh, yeah. It was Lucky super simple. You. It was four pushes. Three or four pushes. And she was out. And it was just like the quickest, easiest thing ever. It was my easiest birth by far. I think my water broke at around, if I'm remembering right, my water broke around 7 p.m., um, I went to the hospital probably around, I don't know, 8 maybe. I could be off with timing.
3: I, I think it was a little bit earlier than that. Because
1: it was light, huh? It was light yeah. outside. But it was summer. But, no, I don't know. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm not oh, sure. Overall, I think my labor was maybe like 10 hours yeah, or something. Yeah, no, it wasn't.
3: Like, Lillia was literally like the perfect pregnancy. She was even born on her due date. She was
1: Yeah, that's a good point. She was born on her due date. She was she was 6 pounds. <laughs> I know this. No, she wasn't. She was seven pounds. Like what? (laughs) She was. I'm getting my babies mixed up. She was seven pounds, eight ounces. Yes. Is that right? Or six ounces? I know this.
3: (laughs) No, it was seven.
1: Seven pounds.
3: Jeez, I wish my mom was here. She knows everything.
1: No, and and I do know it. I'm like. I'm telling you that fucking memory thing. She was born at 5, 12 a.m. I knew that one. There you go. We know the time she was born. Seven pounds, six ounces. There we go. The stepmom found it first. <laughs> I went to your video. There we go. I was about to do that. Okay. Ah. Amber Amber found it. Six, seven pounds, six ounces. Born on her due date, June 18th, 2010. Um, The labor was really smooth. Um, I did not require an episiotomy, but I did tear, which is standard you know i had i think i had six internal stitches is what they did that's hot it's so (laughs) hot (laughs) and i felt like i do remember the postpartum being like so much harder to recover like i felt like postpartum was terrible compared to my delivery my delivery was so smooth but i mean that's pretty much is am i missing any points Mm
3: -mm. no that's just how simple it was really simple. This one was.
1: Yeah. It was really easy. It was just like... Gabe brought play his, play his play Xbox, game. fucking Madden
3: online. <laughs> okay, first of all, okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I had a computer there. <laughs> and real talk, while she was in the bed, I was on the computer watching Digimon. Oh, <laughs> my
2: God. That's better. At least you're actually there with with Logan's birth. His dad was in the bathroom throwing up the whole time. Oh, my God. Why?
0: Oh, my God. Because was he a okay? drug
2: addict. Oh, <laughs> So he was probably <laughs> withdrawing <laughs> or really high. I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> yeah, he was in the, oh he almost God. didn't wake up when I called, I called him when my water broke and I had to call him multiple times. I'm like, is he not going to show up? And he goes, gets to the hospital and was pretty much in the bathroom the whole time puking. That
1: is so pathetic. It's yeah, okay. I almost
0: so. passed out when Jessica came out of surgery and the nurse tended to me and not her <laughs> that's
1: true <laughs> that's so funny we'll have our stories chris doesn't even know if he was there for the delivery of his two children All i, I mean th- i was
0: there i just i don't know if i was like physically in the room when like on the last push okay like yeah i was there i went to like every ultrasound of both births are both kids and both
1: um, yeah both, both. so <laughs>
0: Yeah, because you're the ne- you're the
2: next one. Tommy's the next. Yeah, Tommy yeah, next, next oldest back kid. To you. I mean, was it a different circumstance? Like she wasn't married, or she was like longer. Right. Lawyer? So
0: I think we had gotten married after Tommy, but mm. she was divorced at this time. She was she like was, legally, okay. Legally, <laughs> legally. Okay, not just like I don't want to be with this dude anymore. It was like it was a legal standpoint, and we you, like had a like an apartment or a house. I can't remember which one we were like renting a house or had an apartment. And we were, like, living together and everything. Like, we actually, like, had a life this time. And we had Tommy. And then I think when Tommy was almost a year old or so, we got married. And that marriage lasted less than a year.
1: How was his delivery in pregnancy and stuff? What do you remember?
0: I was fine. I mean, I, just, I went to work. <laughs> no um, symptoms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I had morning sickness because I was up at, like, 5 a.m. You know, <laughs> if I didn't eat a bagel before work, you know, I was... I, I think... It was Honestly, probably less
2: stressful than Caden. Than it sounds was. Like it.
0: Um, I do remember some parts of Caden's pregnancy for her being like bad. Like she had, I, I want to say like semi to like kind of bad, like morning sickness. Mm-hmm. Like she had, you know, keeping food down issues at times. Um, I think Tommy was a, a better pregnancy. Like I said, at that point in our lives, Caden's pregnancy was a very stressful part of our lives. And it was yeah. like. Not good circumstances, you know, considering everything that, you know, had happened, what was going on. And but yeah, Tommy, Tommy was good. good. That's fine.
2: That's good. good. Do you know how I, much either of them weighed?
0: Caden, Caden was like eight pounds, like six or seven, something like that. And I think Tommy was smaller. I think Tommy was like seven something.
2: Dang.
1: Well, Caden <laughs> was a big baby and he's a big kid. Yeah. yeah that yeah. makes sense. He's a big kid. He's like, like we said, he looks like he's 14. Yeah. He is. He looks old. Yeah,
0: Tommy's and, Tommy's like my little carbon copy. And Tommy's tiny. Yeah. Tiny Tom. Tiny Tom Tom. <laughs>
1: tiny Tom. Tiny, tiny Tommy. Who is the next birth? I think that's mine now. The Kyson? twins. The, twins. Kyson and the Kated. twins. Oh my god. Okay, you're talking about your stressful time. That was my <laughs> stressful time. I know.
0: For for a time without social media, that was a lot of fucking drama. Yeah. Who me? No, my Oh. Like and that that's I was
1: like, I had social media, bro. That's
0: that's a whole nother story and I honestly hate talking about it, so
1: your that time of your life yeah yeah that's understandable um but yeah that's that stressful time of yours like that was my stressful time after i got pregnant um and he actually had another girl pregnant at the time and he didn't know if i don't know if you even know this do you know this story amber no so it's
0: funny it's funny you're talking about that right now because i remember our first date and yeah. we kept trying to one-up each other on our story yeah <laughs> and i think you finally won i think
1: i did <laughs> That's funny. I'm like with his cousin. <laughs> the end. Mike Troth. Why don't I remember this story? Okay. So when I, I guess we're turning this into that, I guess. Um, well, we can go into de- more detail <laughs> another time maybe. But uh, when I was, when I got with him, I obviously had Lilia and he, at the time, his, he had just gotten out of a relationship. So, And obviously, I only know his side of the story. And I later actually talked to her. When I got with him, and this is red flag number one that I should have seen, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already know this. Okay, so I got with him. I had a kid. He had just gone out of a relationship with a girl who was pregnant. And she got pregnant when they were dating, Um but she got – she cheated on him. And so this was the story that I was told anyway. And so she – when she cheated on him, she didn't know if it was his or if it was the guy that she cheated on him with. So the, her whole pregnancy, he was – he still had contact with her. He was expecting to possibly have a child. Yeah. And so she knew it was a boy, and she didn't know – she did, and she ended up, like, sticking with the guy that she cheated on him with. She must have assumed that – or thought more so that it was his, um, which it did end up being his. <laughs> it was the guy she cheated on it with, not his. Um, but during the pregnancy, he didn't know, and so I actually got pregnant when she was still pregnant. Dang! And she, and so he thought he there was a possibility that he could have three children because he's like, I have this one, and then obviously I got pregnant. I found out at seven weeks that it was not one baby, but two babies. And they were actually when they measured, they measured a few different a few days apart. That's weird. Yeah. So since they're fraternal twins, I had to have hyperovulated. So yeah. I had more than one egg. And she said that there's a chance that I literally conceived on two different days.
2: That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't
1: that wild? So Caden always measured smaller, but he's also a smaller kid now, so mm-hmm. who knows? But found out I was pregnant. I went to the first ultrasound in seven weeks. It's twins we carried on through our pregnancy we ended up getting we ended up getting married when I was pregnant I was six months I had to have been five or six months I think and then three weeks after we got married the classic story I walked into my house and he was having sex with another woman who that's its own story if you want to <laughs> go I have that whole story posted on my just Jess videos my my just Jess channel so there's that story um with someone very familiar that I had known <laughs> that amber knows yeah it's it's really weird <laughs> amber also knows his current girlfriend i do know i yeah she it's talks about small world well and she talks amber, it's, she keeps talking about how she grew up in a small city and that is this all of those people were from that small city yeah so. <laughs> anywho um okay not the point of the story so i yeah i at that point filed for divorce three weeks after we got married i was at six months pregnant and then i cut off all contact with him Until like two weeks before they were born, I started having contractions. I I had what was called prodromal labor, which is basically a labor that lasts a really long time. So I had contractions every 10 minutes for like three weeks straight. It was miserable all night. I went to the hospital multiple times because I thought I was really in labor or I thought my water broke or all these various things and with twins they expect you to have them you're like I don't know if it's like considered I don't know they, they say that you can have the twins as soon as you get to like 36 weeks that's when they expect you to have them I ended up having them at 39 and a half weeks so I carried them almost like to full well they were full term but almost to their due date they were due april 10th and i had them march 30th so that's a long time for twins (laughs) it was terrible i remember it was the most miserable the morning sickness was worse um i guess with like double the amount of hcg levels that can be a thing Mm -hmm. so with double double the hormones i guess sometimes you can feel like twice as bad as symptoms i don't know if it like exactly works like that but I just remember having my morning sickness was terrible. That's when everything inside of me broke. (laughs) I had, I remember I got varicose veins on the back of my leg, back of my left leg, which carried on for every pregnancy after that. And it got worse every pregnancy after that. Um, My stomach muscles tore down the middle. It's ultimately why I ended up needing a tummy tuck or needed to Mm -hmm. repair my muscles. It was so painful. I, they gave me an umbilical hernia. My skin was just so stretched out. I looked like a torpedo in the front. It was just like, I remember it was new year's. It was right before new year's and I had them, I was due April and at new year's I had people at Costco's asking me if I was due and I'm like, girl, I got so much longer. <laughs> There's just two of them in here. It was just every, every inch of this pregnancy was absolutely miserable. <laughs> from like the time I found out to the end and until they were in my arms and made it all worth it. Um, but of course, before they were in my arms, I had to deliver them. <laughs> and that was its whole thing too. So I, I was like deathly afraid of a C-section. And so I did all this research and I was like, okay, obviously if I need a C-section, that's what I'm going to do. But I at some point, I came across some research that showed that if you got an epidural, you were slightly more likely to have a C-section. And if you did, I don't know, there's a bunch of things like X, Y, and Z, then you were slightly more likely to have a C-section. Obviously, you could do all those things and still need a C-section. You know, like it's yeah. it, at this at, at the point now in my life, I'm like, OK, I don't know how much correlation there is. But at the time, I really was set on doing everything I could because I looked up the C-section rate in my county, in Santa Claus County, and for twins, the C-section rate was like 89%. It was something Dang. crazy. So already having twins, that puts you at more of a risk of having a C-section. And again, I would have been totally fine if I needed one. I just really didn't want one, yeah. right? Who wants one? Yeah. Uh, when I read that having an epidural, that's when I watched a documentary, The Business of Being Born, and I really like educated myself on a natural delivery. And I would have had a home birth if it wasn't twins, but... It being twins, I well, A, I was a little bit too scared. And B, I don't know if midwives would even do it. I yeah. have no idea. So I was set on a natural birth though. So with the prodromal labor, I had contractions every ten minutes for three weeks, like I said. And then I finally went to the hospital. Or actually no, before I even got to the hospital, I had I because I made it to those weekly appointments, they did the non stress test, they did the group B strep test, mm-hmm. which I was positive for. So I had to be treated like you said, um, I had to be treated for group B strep. I had to be hooked up to the antibiotics for a minimum of 12 hours. And so they were like, you can't have them before this time. It was so stressful. And then at my weekly appointment, I think it was like the day before I actually went into my real, real labor, like active labor. I was already six and a half centimeters dilated. Dang. <laughs> yeah. And I was just walking around like, you know, obviously in some version of labor because it's padromal labor, but not enough for them to actually admit me. So um, by the time I finally went in, I thought my I kept thinking my water broke, but you just have like discharge, you know, in yeah. <laughs> your pregnancy. There's a lot of stuff comes <laughs> out. A lot of stuff comes out of there. Mucus plug. Oh, yeah. And I actually, that's a good point. I lost my mucus plug. I have it on one of my videos. It's something something like 17 times I lost it. Apparently that shit regrows. That's weird. Yeah. I never knew that. So the first time I lost it, I was like, oh, we're getting close. You know? Yeah. No, no, girl. No, 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 no. I lost it several more times before that. So it was like the most miserable part of my life was that, because it was like I was going through a divorce, I was pregnant with twins, and I had a daughter. And I, and she was one still. So it was crazy. Anywho. So, um, when it came to actually deliver, so I finally got admitted and they started, um, treating me for, for group B strep. And I did invite him to come to the delivery. I was like, this is your kids. If you want to come, you can come. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. He ended up showing up. That just caused more stress. I think for me. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, it is what it is. So I was an active labor for another, like something like 24 hours or something crazy, but my water hadn't broke. And I just remember the most miserable part was that I had to be hooked up to double the amount of monitors because they have to monitor both babies' heartbeats and the contractions and bless their heart, those nurses, but I was having a natural like delivery. And my thing was I did not want to be touched. I don't want people to talk when I'm having contraction. And they would come in there and they're like, sweetheart, how are you doing? How's the babies touch your stomach? And I'm like, totally fucking touch me please I just want to sit here and cry if you touch me so I just it was miserable every second of it was miserable the only good thing about my labor and delivery was my babies being born obviously and my doctor was amazing but hospital deliveries deliveries the doctor doesn't get there until the babies are coming out right (laughs) typically Mm -hmm. so I finally they I think they kept checking me kept checking me check kept checking me My doctor finally got there and this is after like, I don't know, so many hours of natural labor and like active labor. Um, I think I finally got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I just want just like cut him out of me. I can't do this anymore. Um, And that's when my doctor got there and he's like, let's check you. He checked me and I was, I had to have been at like a nine basically like I was right there but my water was still intact and he's like let's break your water and I think once we break your water I'm gonna go change you know and then we'll really roll you to the OR because you're when you're pregnant with twins they have to have you deliver in the OR even if you don't have a c-section that's just the hospital policy as soon as he goes in there he breaks my water and he turns around and he was like okay I'm gonna I'll come back in like 30 minutes or so he turns around and I was like I have to push Right now, I'm pushing and I'm like screaming at the top like literally this labor and delivery video is so traumatic. I would not recommend watching it. If you're going to have a baby, <laughs> it is not a fun one to watch. So he goes to to change. I scream, I have to push. He goes up. Oh, never mind. And he turns right back around. They immediately roll me to the OR and I was like, "I am pushing. I there I'm pushing right now. Like the baby is coming out right now." And literally from the time they and they kept telling me, "Don't push, don't push." And I was like, "I'm pushing. I'm fucking pushing." <laughs> So they roll me to the OR and Kyson was out in half of a push, like one push. He like fell out. He was like, boom, here's the baby. Here's baby A. And and that's when the problem was because after I I deliver him. Right. And I'm like,
0: oh, my God, there's my baby. Could you fucking imagine? You're sitting there like on a side hallway and they're like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Some
0: fucking crazy lady is pushing babies out as they're wheeling her down the hallway.
1: The poor, like other women in this place, (laughs) they're probably horrified. Like they're in labor waiting to deliver, and they're like, oh my God, what is happening? (laughs) It was like a straight up murder scene. It
0: was like Jane the Virgin.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Since they used my audio clip, I'm going to do a TikTok of that. I want to do that, a TikTok and show because I did I posted a video about it and it's true Jane the Virgin really did use my audio without asking me we've co- we've compared it and confirmed that it is my audio that they used from this delivery Didn't they admit it? No. Mm-mm.
0: Oh, I thought you had somebody.
1: No. Oh. Uh-uh. I should try. I don't know. It was like I guess it was our season finale too. I don't actually watch the show. So, I did. I finished it. It's a good show. <laughs> I know. I've heard it's a really good show. <laughs> I love that show. I would like to watch it. So, anyway, baby A came out and I was like, there's my baby. And then I was like, fuck, I have to do it again. There's another baby still inside of you and it was so terrible and it's crazy because as soon as baby A came out and they placed him on me, it was So there's my first delivery. He was great. Everything was great. He's wearing 1226 PM, six pounds, nine ounces. Um, so he was a a big boy. And then after he was out, that was the problem. So, um, Caden. He had been flipping breech and not breech and breech and not breech. Breaches upside down, if you don't know, like feet first, feet first yeah. or butt first or just not the head <laughs> first. Um, the, My whole pregnancy, pretty much, he would flip and flip and flip and flip and flip. And so when Kyson came out, my doctor purposely did not ever verbally tell me that he was breech because if he did, hospital policy would be that they would have to do a C-section. And he, this doctor, like I said, he was the most amazing doctor. He was trained in breech deliveries, which almost nobody is anymore yeah and so he we had talked about you know all the possibilities and he knew how strongly I felt about wanting a natural delivery as long as the babies were doing fine so after Kyson came out um, your contractions kind of stop for a couple minutes and then they kind of start picking up again and your body's like okay here we go we're gonna do this again Um, but at that point he I don't even remember if he was like feeling my stomach first but he must have known at that point that the baby was breached and so he told me he was like I th- he said in the video, I don't remember what exactly his words are, but he communicated with me that he's about to do something that is going to be very painful. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, oh my God, here we go. And so then he goes and sticks his whole arm up to his elbow <laughs> all the way inside of me. Wow in my uterus. That's hot. <laughs> so oh my hot.
2: god, that
1: makes me hurt. <laughs> oh, but girl, it was not one, not two, not three, but four times. Mm-hmm. He pulled his hand all the way out and oh, all the way back no. in. And what he was doing, he communicated with me after the fact is he was um Caden was breached and he was trying to turn the baby so that he could come out head first. Um, after the first two or three tries, and he realized that he's not turning around, he was. Uh, he said, "Okay, we're just gonna do a breech delivery." So he grabbed his feet and pulled him out, feet first. Skating came out feet first, and it's like um, a slip
0: and slide. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, See, it's not an image I ever want in my head again.
2: <laughs> I've watched that labor and delivery video of yours of the that twins. And I don't think I've watched it fully with my eyes open. <laughs> you can't. It's I think i like, I've turned the volume down and I was yes. like, I'm like anytime <laughs> something scene. happens, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> especially being a female. Like, yeah. you know, what's crazy though is people who are pregnant with twins, probably youtube search twin deliveries in you your yours probably pops up and that's like the most traumatic thing you've Don't probably traumatized no. so many women <laughs> pregnant women <laughs> with twins that they're like oh my god <laughs> This is scary. It's
1: terrifying. This is by far. I, I anybody that I talk to, I'm like, don't watch that video. You will no. be traumatized. <laughs> it's just. It was. I've never watched it. Yeah, don't. It's s- bad. I wouldn't. She, she screams a lot. So, it's like, and it's not, a murder scene. Yeah, it's not labor screams. It's I'm like, fucking dying. Someone's like cutting pain. my head off. Yeah, screen. like. It's terrible. I don't, apparently, I'm a screamer, I guess, because all of my labor and deliveries, I scream like that. It's
0: very interesting. (laughs) Your
1: your comments. (laughs) So, anywho, four fists later. (laughs) That's hot. Jessica, you were
3: just setting yourself up
1: <laughs> i was i guess he was born breach and he came out he was not breathing he was blue they placed him on my chest for a second and his, i just remember his eyes being open and he was looking up at me but he wasn't breathing and so they whisked him away Whisked, whisked whisked him <laughs> away was that word
2: like
0: cake
1: batter <laughs> whisked whisk <laughs> we go from slip and slide to cake batter that's then it came to labor and that's labor. what
0: started this all cake batter <laughs>
1: Ew! No, I don't know what kind of labor and deliveries li- li- you're having. <laughs> Mine did not start with cake batter. I don't think it should be cake batter consistency. Ew! It should be. It should be, like,
0: it should be like Elmer's glue. You're right.
1: no. Oh my god! No. Back to just the tip from a few weeks ago. Okay. Anyway. Caden was born he they put him they he wasn't breathing so they had to bring him away and then they got him breathing he was five pounds 11 ounces so total amount of baby inside of me was like 12 a little over 12 pounds of baby in me is I think they're I think we're done with that story It was traumatizing. If you can't tell, it was absolutely horrifying. And what do I do? I get pregnant again. <laughs> yeah, you have
2: the next <laughs> two stories. Jeez.
1: I know. Yeah.
3: We already spent like 40 minutes on that one.
1: <laughs> I kept having babies. Apparently, I didn't fucking learn until <laughs> my last one. Ho. So, wow. Just kidding. Slut shamer. Take that out. Mm-hmm. But um, you're
3: a ho. a <laughs> oh fucking
1: piece of shit. Okay. On to Landon's birth. Um. Okay. Pregnancy. Landon's birth compared to the twins was a breeze, absolute breeze. Um, I did still all of my pregnancies. I had terrible morning sickness. That was just like a thing with all of mine. And then the ongoing symptom for me was that I had my varicose veins got worse every pregnancy. And when, eventually when I get to Addie, like it was just so bad. I had to wear a compression sock anyway. So I had a little bit more varicose veins in the back of my leg. That was terrible. I had morning sickness, which was terrible. Um, but overall with him, not only was he my easiest pregnancy, I think he was my easiest delivery. And with him, after having that traumatizing experience, a lot of it I thought was contributed to by being at a hospital because I wanted the natural delivery. I got the natural delivery. I never had any pain meds. Should add to that fist story that I had no pain meds whatsoever, nothing. Um, whereas with Lilia, I had an epidural and fentanyl. I did, They did put fentanyl on my IV. So. Um, with this one I was like let's go the home birth route let's I've done the hospital thing like if I could deliver twins natural I could have one at home right so I hired a midwife whom I loved and still do I ended up using her again for my next pregnancy and they did like at home visits I found out he was a boy and with him the only like terrible thing was that I went eight days overdue. (laughs) So he, I think he just had a lot of room in there and he was also my biggest baby, but still being my biggest baby, it was not nearly as traumatizing as that twin experience. Um, so him, I went into labor. It was like the, it was similar to Lillia's I think actually, now that I'm thinking about it really, it was just the twin thing that screwed me up because like having two of them because his delivery, I I did, my water didn't break with Lillia was actually the only baby that I had that my water broke before I actually like was pushing. Um, cause with him, I just started having regular contractions kind of like early in the morning and they picked up throughout the day and then he was born that night. So it was like super quick labor. The delivery was super smooth. And obviously at this point, if you followed me, my, I got back with the, the guy <laughs> that cheated on me. That's a whole story in itself. But, um, and then he ended up leaving me again after, well, I guess I left the first time. Huh? Who left who? I don't know. Yeah. With the Technically. First so he left me when I was like three weeks away from my due date. And so with that one, I and again invited him to come to the delivery, but he chose not to that time, which I kind of was happy for because it was less stressful for me. It also was like really, it was very emotional for me too, because I'm like, I'm having this baby by myself. Mm-hmm. So I had a home home water birth with him. Um, we were at home. Everything was so smooth, so great. They set up the pool. I got in the pool. I labored in the pool. It was <laughs> life changing. Having a baby in water, they call it a natural epidural and they call it that for a reason. So like, I, so I was eight days overdue, but my labor was very smooth. And then I it got to the point where I was pushing him and my water still hadn't broken. He actually was delivered. I think it's called on call and call or whatever. He was delivered. Oh, where he' still in the water sack. Yeah, he was still enclosed in, in close the water. Right. He was still in the sack, but it broke my water broke as his head came out oh. so he wasn't actually born in his sack but he his water broke at the same time and it was so cool because like the sack came out with it and you could like it was it sounds really gross but you could see it and then the only other thing I guess with him is that um he was born oh I need a video he was born like this so his elbow was folded like his his hand was in a fist and it was behind his neck so his elbow was next to his head So I delivered his head and his elbow at the same time. And he had a Mm. big ass head. He was eight pounds, eight ounces, big baby. But all that being said, it was still my easiest delivery. Um, There was a little bit of a complication. I had to stand at the end to get him out because his elbow and his head and all yada yada that. Um, But then, yeah, by the time he was out, everything was great. (laughs) So I don't think that, nothing traumatizing like that. And then I, fuck, it's my story again, isn't it? It is. Do you want to tell Malachi's story in between? No. Oh, we're
2: God. Going in no, order. she goes. no. <laughs> we're going in order, bitch. Oh, OK. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this one is for you and Chris. This one's
1: for me and Chris, though. So Can when I got tell pregnant the story?
0: with Addie, you know, I just I had all these cravings. Oh, you yeah. Know, I did all the.
1: You gained a lot of weight this pregnancy. Babe. I did,
0: you know. <laughs>
3: well, that's because I took care of
0: you. And then, you know, we we did all. I did all the, um, like the gender myths and stuff, and all the old wives, things. Tales. You know, so.
1: Did you? How did that work out? It was
0: great.
1: Mm-hmm. How's your boobs? You know,
0: I I skipped out on my pill, <laughs> and you know, I just I was like, fuck it, we're doing this.
1: Interesting. <laughs> So there's Chris's labor and delivery <laughs> story. How was delivery for you?
0: Um <laughs> it was a little uncomfortable.
1: Just a little bit. So I got pregnant with Addie. Um, and Chris was again very involved, like ins and outs of everything. He was there for everything. Real all my baby daddies were except for the middle. <laughs> except for the middle one.
3: Oh, I mean, there's only three.
1: Yeah. Except for the middle one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> except for the middle one. So Chris was actually the one he really, uh, when, when we met, when I met Chris, I was adamant about.
2: Fall time is my ultimate favorite time of the year. And the fall harvest is officially on with HelloFresh. Count
0: on seasonal recipes like pumpkin cinnamon rolls and Friendsgiving ready sides, as well as fresh, high quality ingredients that travel from the farm, to your front door in less than a week.
1: I've been using HelloFresh meal kits for so long, literally like years. I love how fast and easy they make mealtime. My favorite recipe so far, it's called Lemon Tortelloni Palermo and that is probably my most favorite yet.
3: Fall is busy. HelloFresh recipes save time that you would be spending meal planning, shopping, measuring, and chopping, which means you can get back to what matters.
2: Enjoy the fall season with HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FAMtastic14 and use code FAMtastic14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping.
0: That's HelloFresh.com slash 14 and use code FAMtastic14.
1: not having another child I did not want to have another baby and he said he didn't want to have another baby either he's smiling don't you give me that look you piece of shit I didn't
0: do anything
1: (laughs) he really pushed to have one together and it was not obviously it was like both of our decision but I would have I kind of didn't want another one and I'm so happy that we did I love my Addy Patty I just was so like set on not having any more I thought I had enough I didn't want to go through it again I was happy with not having one with you like not happy but I was okay with not having one um, it wasn't
0: like it wasn't an issue
1: <laughs> right it so wasn't,
0: you know make or break the relationship type of
1: yeah and then we just talked about it more and chris was like eh, i kind of really do want one and i was like okay can have one so what is your memory of me being pregnant with her what do you remember
0: i remember you walking around at the park a lot
1: but i'm talking early pregnancy
0: oh um being mad at me for not pulling out
1: yes <laughs> that's a true story <laughs> I did not want to conceive until after I um, graduated from college.
0: Well, not only that, we wanted to do, like, we talked about doing, like, all the, you know, the things. Because we we really wanted to make sure or try as much as possible to have a girl. Like, obviously, if we had a boy. Like, obviously, she has to be on top because, like, gravity.
1: Whoa. (laughs) First of all, (laughs) no. uh, So, what he's saying is true. So, together, we had five boys and one girl. No, not that part. No. (laughs) You're chuckling <laughs> i okay it, we did we really did want right. to try to have a girl so we want what we wanted to do and we were gonna film it all and it was gonna be this thing we we're gonna say okay they say you're more likely to have a girl if you do this this mm-hmm. and this and we had seen this whole plan and this fucker doesn't pull out. i told him to pull out he didn't pull out and i got pregnant i took blend b i think we talked about this in, yeah. a, in the pop oh, <laughs> when when plan b fails when plan b fails um, I was pissed I was so mad And he was like Nope we're doing this Right here right now And I was like You piece of shit
0: That's not at all
1: I mean okay No I'm being so dramatic But I was a little upset That you didn't pull out When I told you to pull out So Plan B failed And I was pregnant
0: Yay and balloons. balloons Confetti
2: Dun dun dun
0: didn't we announce like on Easter?
2: Mm, yeah. It was the, you told day before the friends and family on the twins birthday party. We did. Gabe and I left for some reason. We're, I Do you remember why we left the party?
3: I don't even remember being at the party.
2: We left to go pick up something from our apartment, I think. And then we came back and you had already announced. Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? And it's like, Jessica's pregnant again. And I was like, oh shit, what we the fuck? missed it. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know I what don't know. we were doing. We already knew. Did you? Well, no, we didn't already know.
3: I
0: could have.
1: No. If I, you would have known, then she would have known. Yeah. That's not I don't, necessarily true. That is true.
0: No, nobody knew yet. I know everything. My
1: mom didn't even know.
0: Yeah, your mom. Yeah.
1: I announced it to everybody at the party. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. But I definitely had the same symptoms, but her pregnancy was harder even. I wouldn't say it's hard, it was harder than the twin pregnancy, but it was, a lot, it was my hardest singleton pregnancy. I think I was just getting older, even though I was only what 24 but at that point she was my fifth child
0: i just i remember you having really bad like back pain and your leg hurt a lot we had to we ended up buying this like big like medicine workout ball and that was like the only thing you could ever sit on i swear oh my god i remember that ball
1: Mm -hmm. i had it with all my pregnancies yeah i loved that thing that's like the my go-to pregnancy item is like a birthing ball the medicine ball you just sit on It was miserable. I hated being pregnant. That's why I didn't want to be pregnant again. I was sick. I was swollen. My I don't remember you throwing
0: up at all, though. Like I don't.
1: I did. Oh. Early on, though, I didn't have it like throughout my whole pregnancy, but always in the beginning, I always had the morning sickness, and it was miserable. And I was in college still, and I was like, I need to fucking finish this shit. (laughs) And so I ended up graduating when I was pregnant with her. But yeah, and then with that pregnancy, we didn't find out the gender of the baby. Yeah, that was the only time that we didn't find out. Or that I didn't find out the gender. You knew that you were having boys with both years?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: I don't yeah. know how I would go a whole pregnancy not knowing what it is. It's so satisfying at the end. It wasn't like,
0: that hard, honestly. It was only
3: satisfying because you got what you wanted.
1: I mean, maybe. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, and obviously, if again, if it was a boy, we would have been just as happy. But naturally, when you have five boys and a yeah. girl, you kind of want to even it out a little yeah. bit, So yeah. I'd be lying if I said that I didn't want a girl because we definitely wanted a girl. <laughs> and I think I think part of me, uh, part of what made it easier is because if I if we found out early on what it, we were having and it was a boy, I think I would have been a little bit sad. <laughs> and so I was like, when you have the birth of the child and you see the child in your hands, that's different. It's like there's my baby and you just fall in love right away. So that is definitely like part of the reason why, maybe not part of the reason, but maybe that's just why it made it a little bit easier to just like wait to the end i'm like let me just enjoy my last pregnancy and then it is what it is so my delivery with her again i like pool. Hold, i hold my babies in oh. yeah home birth yeah natural home birth um with a pool
0: Was it day half
1: yeah i went into labor on my due date and then she was born the day after my due date so yeah i did lots of walking went to the park
0: you must have walked like 10 miles around the park i swear was we were so there much walking. all day because you were s- determined to have her on the due date
1: yeah i wanted to have her on her due date which pretty much worked I mean, it was it was she was born at 5 27 the next morning right a lot of my um details with her pregnancy where her like delivery was very similar to lilia's delivery also just with it being like... They were both born in the 5 a.m. hour. They both had similar lengths of pregnancy, I think. Because how how long was I in labor with her?
0: You started labor A little at... less than
1: 24 hours. In labor. Nothing crazy. I didn't have padromal labor or anything like that. It was like an average length of time. And um when I, I had her at 527... I do remember... I pushed longer with her than any of my other babies because Kyson, Lilia was like four pushes. Kyson was like one push. Caden was pulled out. Landon was like, I don't even know, one or two pushes. And then with Addie, I pushed a solid like, I don't know, for like I feel like it was like 20 minutes, which is really, it doesn't sound like a long time. But for me, my babies all, they like, came earlier. They than came that. really fast. And with her, she was, I think she was like posterior or something. or I don't know, something with her. Um, It was a little bit harder to get her out. And I remember pushing being so much – pushing was my favorite part of (laughs) – if you can have a favorite part of delivery, pushing was like the satisfying part for me. And with her, it was not satisfying. It was painful. Well, they're all fucking painful. What am I saying? But I just – it wasn't as easy. So um, obviously, she finally came out and had a water birth again. And that moment was like definitely the best of all of them only because – we didn't know the gender. Yeah,
2: so it was a surprise. Yeah, it
1: was a surprise. So that was... It was different in a sense that you kind of find out all of this information at one time. The emotions hit you. Obviously, her being a girl, we were like, what the fuck? Because we actually had an ultrasound. You remember the ultrasound we went to? The anatomy scan? Didn't the
0: guy like... He said
1: he... said. Well, he, we thought
0: he messed up or something. Well...
1: Okay, so he... At our anatomy scan, we were, to, we were... I was 20 weeks pregnant and he was checking all of the lengths of everything, like making sure that the baby was good. And so obviously he knew the gender of the baby because he was looking at everything. But we told him we didn't want to see the gender or know the gender. And at what at one point, this doctor said, oh, he, in reference to the baby, he's blah, blah, blah. And ever since, so from 20 weeks on, I was sure yep. it was a boy. Yeah, I remember that. I was so sure. And I was devastated because I didn't want to find out. And yeah. I'm like, here you are. You just like ruined it for me. Now I know it's a boy. And I already kind of didn't really want it to be a boy. And so like there's so many emotions and so when she came out, we were like, what the fuck? It's a it on girl. Purpose. I know. I wonder if he did. Maybe he thought it really was a boy. I don't know. Just to <laughs> throw you off. Just to throw me off. So, I mean, the emotions were just wild. So that was like such a fun birth. But with hers, the traumatizing part came after. So her home birth was great. A lot of people, not a lot of people, the EMTs that I'm about to tell you about, they viewed it as a failed home birth when it wasn't. It was totally... Perfect home birth. She was delivered fine. She was perfectly healthy. Everything was great. But after she was delivered, you know, you have to deliver the placenta. If you don't, if you never had a baby before, not only do you push the baby out, you have to push the placenta out also. And I knew this because I've had 100 babies, but I never understood, I never knew that it could be a problem. So when she came out, I guess the way that I understand it is, and I had the same midwife that I had before. And you have to deliver the placenta within a certain amount of time. Otherwise, you risk hemorrhaging. And so they were keeping track. Obviously, it's, you know, it's their job. So they're sitting there keeping track of how long it goes by. And I remember she started to get worried because it was getting close to the... Was it 20 minutes? I want to say it was 20 minutes.
0: I'm, I'm not sure the time frame.
1: Yeah. It was like at the 20-minute mark of between when you push the baby out. I could be off with that, but I think it was around 20 minutes. And so because the placenta... They would ask me like... Do you feel the placenta? And then they even checked because I was still in the tub. And they're like, you feel the placenta and don't feel the placenta. And she's like, OK, we're going to get you out here. We're going to have you push the placenta out on the bed. And so I climbed out. Were you holding the baby at this point? You must have been, right? Uh, Where was the baby?
0: The baby was with another mid there was three midwives at our house. Yeah. And she was with one of the other ones.
1: Okay. So she was doing something with the baby. Oh no, no, no. The baby was on me. I was holding the baby. They, I was holding it. They
0: her. handed her to you when you laid down.
1: Oh, because I couldn't okay, yeah, the midwife grabbed the baby so I could climb out of the pool because I thought I felt like I was right. gonna fall. So they grabbed the baby and then I lay down and they gave the baby back to me. Because I was gonna say that's not like yeah. Midwives don't take they, the baby from you.
0: Yeah, they they leave. They the handed her back to you when you lay down because they wanted to see if she could like latch on. They were trying to distract you, I think, from everything that was happening.
1: Right, and I did, and she, and I think she did.
0: I think she did. Like, on. like, she right was great. Away.
1: Yeah, she was great. So yes, yeah, so they handed the baby back to me, and that's when they were like, you know, the placenta's still not here, and they started getting worried, and I started bleeding, I started hemorrhaging, and so I just remember at that point. It became like this panic. I don't even remember a lot of it.
0: It was wild.
1: Because I, the midwife started panicking and I just remember not panicking. Like I was panicking, but not freaking out. Because at one point my mom tells me, I don't know if you remember this too, but okay, so <laughs> they were trying to get out. I started hemorrhaging, which means you start bleeding. And they're like, okay, we need to give her Pitocin. So they gave me a shot in my leg of Pitocin to stop the bleeding and it didn't work. And so they had to give me another shot of Pitocin. And so they, they did it my other leg and they gave me another shot of Pitocin to make stop to help stop the bleeding. But I was bleeding so much. At one point, one of the midwives said, Jessica, stay with me, stay with me. As in they thought that like I was gonna pass out. My mom specifically tells me that because she freaked out when they said that. And that's when, oh, you must have been on the phone with nine one one at that point.
0: I yeah, because they were telling me somebody called nine one one and I was like, oh, Okay,
1: fuck. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, she's she yelled, someone called nine one one, so you called nine one one? Yeah. So you called 911. What did you even say?
0: One of the midwives was telling me like what to tell. the, oh, op- And I was like, you know, just doing the best I can. I don't know. I was probably freaking out too. Freaking
1: out. You're like, we just had this amazing, beautiful moment and now my wife might die. Because <laughs> the way that they made it seem, I don't know, it was really scary. So yeah, I was bleeding out and I guess, I must know when you were on the phone, they were telling me, which I don't remember that part, but my mom tells me that part cuz obviously when you're it's your daughter there mm-hmm. and so they were like stay with me stay with me which I never felt like I passed out or like I was going to pass out but so back to the fisting stories um the, the placenta was stuck and so at this point or th- maybe it was before maybe they did this before I don't even remember the order of things anyway they had to go in and retrieve the placenta cuz if you don't you might die so midwife number 1 <laughs> goes all the way in and here I am having flashbacks to my freaking delivery with Got the twins it. And she I remember her told her telling me she's like, sweetheart, I'm so sorry for what I'm about to do. <laughs> but just know that we have to do this in order for you to like be OK.
0: I, I remember you just being on the bed and you were just shaking. I was shaking so bad. and
1: screaming. And, and when she said I that,
0: honest, I honestly think you were in shock.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> not to mention the PTSD from freaking knowing that I was about to do this again because I knew what she meant when she said that. And I was yeah. like, I remember being like, no, 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 no. And so she had to go in again. And she tried, I think, three times to get the placenta out and she wasn't able to. It was stuck basically in a crevice of part of my uterus. <laughs> my uterus was tilted and there was what a bubble. What they ended up
0: finding out was that it, it was suctioned. Mm-hmm. To, oh, yeah. to the part. And there was a little air pocket behind your placenta and it just kept it suctioned because your, um, your uterus was so contracted. It mm-hmm. never relaxed.
1: Right. So yeah, the midwife number one went in through like three different times and she wasn't able to, and she asked midwife number two to try. So midwife number two went in two times, I think, and she wasn't able to try. And then at that point they were, I remember they were holding my, uh, my stomach and they were holding my uterus up so that my uterus didn't fall out. And remember she told – yeah, she told the EMT, you need to hold her right here and do this and do that. And the EMT thought she was a joke. And I remember them sending – and I should have made a complaint about this EMT because it was the worst experience of my life because – here i am thinking i'm gonna die these emts that were coming in the ambulance were making fun of the midwives who were trying to keep me alive and they were like oh yeah here we go another failed home birth like that was their which they have fucking had no idea obviously what was going on i just remember they said you have to hold this part and they were not taking her seriously and not doing it right luckily the hospital was like a three-minute drive down the road
0: i actually got to the hospital before the ambulance dang and i was there like waiting and the EMT came in and he was like, we got into this house and it was a complete fucking mess. And like, nobody knew what was going on. And mm-hmm. like, they were just like shit talking left and right. They were
1: terrible. So, so evil. But anyway, they got me to where I needed to go. And at that point they rolled me into the OR somewhere. I don't even know. Not the OR. I wasn't no, the OR. No, we were in a
0: regular room. It was just a
1: room. The doctor came in and she tried to um, lecture me on home births. And I just wanted to fucking, s- I remember wanting to kill this woman you like, it already happened. Like, Why
2: are the fuck are you lecturing me? Like, yeah. it's already
1: done. And the thing of the matter is, is that that was not a failed home birth. No. The midwife's job is to do what they can in a natural birth scenario. And everything went perfectly. When the midwife knows that, that surgery is needed, the midwife's job is to get a surgeon involved. What did they do? They got a surgeon involved. Mm-hmm. There was nothing failed about this. This is how... If you have a good midwife, this is how it's supposed to go. Yeah. A failed midwife would have not called, the, no. not had me transferred. You would
0: have died if mm-hmm. she did not do I her would have, job.
1: Yeah, I would have died or I would have, they, you know, something terrible. She knew exactly what needed to be done, how it needed to be done. She knew that she no longer could do this. We knew that the hospital was three minutes away, which is why I was, in, and being that I had successful labors and deliveries in the past. I was a great candidate for a home birth. If I had another baby in the future, I would do it again. There was nothing failed about this home birth at all. And so these just uh, – I guess it's a thing with hospitals and home births and they have this like clashing – I guess if you're just not informed about something, you just don't understand. So the midwife made the good call and I went there and then they were going to do a DNC to get the um, the placenta out. But by the time that I had got there, it had, they were like not taking anything seriously And so much time had passed that the midwife was like, or not the midwife, the doctor at this point was like, I'm just going to go in and try again to try to get the thing out and we'll see if I can do it. And my uterus had contracted.
0: I honestly think that they just didn't give a fuck and they didn't want to go into surgery and they just like, they didn't care about your uncomfortability at all and just wanted to go straight in.
1: Yeah, they, they, just, they saw the whole thing as a joke, So, but whatever. So she ended up going in manually again, and my, my uterus had relaxed so much at that point that she was able to get the placenta out, I think in two chunks, though, right?
0: Yeah, it came out in pieces.
1: Ooh, it came out in a few different pieces. And so, yeah, anywho, <laughs> it makes me mad going back and it visiting the story. Because it, it just pisses me off that like people viewed that as a field home birth when it was literally exactly how it was supposed to go. Cause had I been in a hospital, my placenta still would have been stuck. Yeah. Had I been in a hospital, they probably would have ruled me into surgery right away. So really I avoided surgery mm-hmm. by being handled by the midwives and then them knowing yeah. what to do and how to do it. And it gave my body time to relax and get it out. So there is nothing. I hope that that story doesn't scare anybody off from wanting a home birth because if you have a, a midwife that you, trust and that knows what they're doing, which most of them do Mm -hmm. more so than doctors, I believe. I think doctors are meant to be surgeons. They're meant to be there for high-risk pregnancies, like Amber's over here, which we're going to transfer Yay. to. Speaking of high-risk <laughs> pregnancies. Oh, Whoa, my gosh. This my, is a story. I'm so tired of talking. Please talk.
2: You've had the three back-to-back <laughs> stories. I did. Well, I we're did. going in age order, so yeah. the youngest of the wait, bunch.
0: Wait until we announce the next one.
2: Oh, geez. not from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be your story, Amber. <laughs> so... um. When Gabe and I got together, obviously, we had Logan and Lilia, and they're only a year apart, so we knew that we wanted to have a kid of our own, right? and there was years I struggled with secondary infertility. And I went through different treatments and had lab works done. And just, it was a long process. I had two miscarriages. One was early on. One had to be, so one ended with, I had to get a DNC because the baby had stopped growing and I wasn't bleeding naturally. So I had to have the DNC. And then after a DNC, they tell you like, you might not get your period back for a few months And my coworker had to get a DNC and she's like, well, sometimes like getting a DNC like resets your whole system because my my issue with my fertility was that I had an ovulation, which is a symptom of PCOS, but I'm not diagnosed with PCOS. So I don't ovulate every month. And so it's like I never know when I'm going to ovulate. And so that was the issue why I had to take fertility medication and stuff like that. So after my DNC, I was traumatized. I was like, I don't want to try for a while. I don't even, I don't want to go through this again because mm-hmm. I had, it was already my second one. And I was just like mentally messed up. Like I had to take a few weeks off of work. It was just it was a really bad time. And then I had decided like I wanted to go back to school. I wanted to go to a career college. I, at the time, I, I, don't, I don't know if I was going. I wanted to do MRI tech or respiratory. It was one of those. It's always <laughs> the medical field, but I never know exactly like what I want to do. So I had already gone to the college and like signed up for like an orientation and then that college you had to to do like an interview to like get into the program and all that. So I was like ready to like go to college and do all this stuff. And then I have really bad acid reflux, sometimes acts up more than others. So like back at this time, it was all the time. So I was always throwing up. I was always like, anytime I ate something, I always had heartburn. Like that was just how it was in general. Those are other stories that maybe I can get into in a different episode because I've (laughs) had to go to the hospital twice for food lodged in my throat. anyways (laughs) those uh, are fun stories yeah those are fun stories my I at the time I thought my acid reflux was acting up and this was already like a few maybe a month and a half after my DNC it was acting up and I was like I need to go I don't know if I want to go to the hospital because at that time like our insurance was messed up and I was like I don't want to pay out of pocket for them to not be able to do anything and so I was like holding off and being miserable and then my coworker had said like why don't you take a pregnancy test like just to make sure and I'm like I'm not pregnant like I'm just not having my period because the DNC you know they tell you you might not get your period back for a few months and I really was like whatever so I bought a dollar store test because I'm like I'm not going to spend a bunch of money on a test because it's going to be negative like I yeah. literally there was no answer me that thought I was pregnant and so I Dang. took I took the test we were at our apartment we were watching a tv show and I took the test and the line popped up before it even like fully went across oh my because at that gosh. point i was already almost 10 weeks pregnant <gasps> because i didn't so i didn't your know your hcg levels were yeah so the it roof. was like popped right up and i my first reaction was like i was terrified and i was like naturally no 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 like i don't want to go through this again i had more comfort knowing that i was like farther along but i was like i had all these plans and i just don't want to go through something like this again yeah so i got pregnant a month After my DNC, oh my god! So, and they tell you not to even try for a few months, but like we weren't trying, right? So yeah, I I ended up pregnant with Malachi, and I was like, oh man! And I had switched doctors from the doctor I had with Logan because it had been like so many years, and he was in a different town, and I wanted to find a female doctor because I just feel more comfortable with female doctors. So I switched to a female doctor, and I told her my history with Logan, like Logan was born at 36 weeks. I don't know why um my water had broke and all of that so what she did was she had me start taking hydroxyprogesterone shots do you remember the name of the shot it's hydroxyprogesterone i can't remember the name of the shot but i had to get it weekly in my butt from like 16 you have to do it from like 16 to 36 weeks every week i had to get a shot because they don't know why i had logan early so malachi's pregnancy was high risk from the beginning just because i had already had a preterm baby previously and so my pregnancy with him was high risk so like I had to go to um, many high risk ultrasounds because they had to measure my cervix because they didn't know why I had Logan early they needed to double check that my cervix was like normal length so I had a couple of those appointments I just had way more appointments than I did with Logan and like Gabe was with me the whole time like he went to every appointment every time I had to get my blood drawn all of that I had to do he didn't go with me every time I had to get a shot But, like, I had to go there on my own separately. Like, it wasn't a doctor's appointment. I just, like, went to the office and was like, I'm here for my shot. So um, my pregnancy with Malachi wasn't really that bad. Like, the beginning, I was, like, throwing up, but I thought it was my acid reflux. And then pregnancy, um, I had really bad leg aches and hip pain.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: like my hips and my legs hurt pretty early on for the whole pregnancy. Overall, his pregnancy was pretty easy. I would say, what do you think?
3: Until the end.
2: Until the end. That was the fun part. Oh my <laughs> Not god, Not so fun part. <laughs> we found out he was a boy and it was Gabe's first boy. So he was very excited. It was my second boy. I didn't really care like either one, what we were having. We were happy with the either or i was due in december so this was october and gabe was out of town for the weekend he was in his best one of his best friend's wedding and it was like down south so he was like la area like far away i had had a doctor's appointment and like the the, you know when you go to a doctor's appointment they typically check your blood pressure and they do all that i don't know if they actually checked it right because the next day I had a throbbing headache and it was the back of my head, which I get headaches very often. I've been prescribed with like migraine medicine and migraine shots and all of that. I am an, I haven't experienced a shit ton of headaches oh. and usually they start at my temples. And so this back of the head when I was like, something's not right. Like I don't, I don't understand what's going on. And so I made an appointment. I called my doctor And I made an appointment, and I went in the next day after my regular appointment. They checked my blood pressure, and it was – they said it was fine. And then they prescribed me a pain pill for my headache because they assumed it was just a headache. And then so I go to CVS to get my prescription, and I take my blood pressure at CVS, and it's hella high. And so I'm like – Just on your own you took it? I took it, yeah. Like like on one of those machines? Yes. No way! So that's why – I don't know if they – if they actually took my blood pressure or just bullshitted it at that appointment. Whoa. But she had just prescribed me like pain pills to take for my headache. So I checked it and I was like, Hmm, like is not something's, good.
1: something's not right. Especially not being in the middle. Cause you were a CNA for a long time. Yes, I, Yeah. So you knew what you were yeah, talking before about. Before I was pregnant, I was a CNA and, um,
2: my sister's a nurse. So obviously right. like my sister knows and she's very concerned. So I, uh, I kept like Gabe updated and I kept track of my blood pressure for that weekend And it never went down. It was always high. My headache never went away. I was puking. I was in terrible pain. And I was like, you know what? I have to go to the hospital. And so was it the day you came home?
3: Sure was. The day he came home. Like
2: right when he came home, we had to drive to the hospital. We went to the hospital and my my blood pressure was still very high. And they gave me medicine to like bring it down. They did a couple of other tests. And then my blood pressure finally went down a little bit and they sent me home. And at this point, I was only, like, 32 and a half weeks. Oh, my god! So I was very, very early. So scary. So they had me come back, like, a few days later to check my blood pressure. It was still elevated, and they gave me stuff. And the same thing, I think, at this time is when they gave me the first
1: steroid shot. So I was 33 weeks. They were preparing you. Yeah. So
2: they gave me the first steroid shot, and they're like, okay, come back in a couple days. We'll do a stress test. We'll check your blood pressure again. Because they were giving me medication to lower my blood pressure, and they actually prescribed me some. So I came back a couple days later, still very high blood pressure. It wasn't going down. And so they gave me the second dose, and they admitted me to the hospital. And it was actually on Halloween that I was admitted. So I was about 33 weeks and some days pregnant. So they admitted me. They tested my urine um, and diagnosed me with... A baby. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, do you remember? Chris has entered the chat. You remember I know what, what called?
3: you're talking about. I just...
2: They diagnosed me with preeclampsia. That's the one. So I was terrified. And because I had preeclampsia and my blood pressure was high, obviously that's very dangerous. Like for you and the baby, like you're more likely to have seizures. And so what they did is they had to give me IV magnesium. The worst shit on the planet. I remember how miserable yes, were. Yes, it makes you feel so sick. You can't get up. So I had to have a catheter in. Oh. And I was on the bed for like two days, I think they ran. I think it was a 48-hour IV of magnesium. I was just getting poked and tested all the time because they have to test my levels and urine samples because they have to see if there's... What is it that's in your urine? How they know you have preeclampsia. There's something in your urine... But if it's elevated, you're it's like you have preeclampsia. I can't remember offhand. And so after that, they they just kept me, you know, monitoring me. They weren't gonna let me go home at that protein. point. Protein, protein. Yeah. It is. <laughs> at that at that point, it was like, okay, you're gonna be in the hospital until you deliver. That was how it's gonna be. Oh my gosh. Because just- I was so high risk, and so I was like, oh no oh no <laughs> Oh no! being at the hospital for that long sucks really bad and like I didn't have really have any good showers like it was nasty I stunk so bad I smelled so nasty oh being stuck in a bed like not moving for days oh my armpits were so ripe oh fun stuff worst the worst <laughs> ever when I was 34 weeks my doctor came in and she said you know, we can't manage your blood pressure. So she came in and she said, We're going to have to induce you. And at that time, I was alone. Like, oh, when my mom you had that. just left Ugh. and Gabe hadn't gotten off work yet because that was when he worked overnight. So I was alone. And so I'm like crying because I'm like, I'm 34 weeks. Like, I'm so terrified. Like, that's too early. Yeah. But like, there was nothing that I can do. And my body was so swollen and I was in so much pain. I think at the last portion of my pregnancy, I gained like 10 pounds of fluids because my body was just I was swollen like I had sausage fingers. Gabe used to make fun of my sausage fingers out of love. You were really
1: <laughs> swollen. I was yeah. very swollen
2: and you don't even look the same. No. You don't look like the same no. person. I was so puffy and so they induced me with pitocin. So here we started the long process of induction. They were still coming in and poking me to draw my blood to test for whatever they test for, for preeclampsia. I don't rem- I don't even remember what they were testing for, but they were coming in like every hour, yeah. every couple hours to poke me. My arm was already swollen and I was already like, I don't want to be touched. Like my body hurts. Pitocin wasn't really, it got me to like three centimeters, I think. And that was it. Ugh. And so at that point they ha- and then they, they would check me to see how dilated I was. And it hurt so bad because my body was just swollen. Like anytime anybody poked me, I wanted to cry. It was very painful. Yeah. And so I had begged them, I'm like, please just give me a C-section. Like, I'm I'm done. Like, my body hurts. And my sister and my aunt actually talked me out of it. They're like, just try. Like, you can do it. Like, you don't want to just, like, go into into this major surgery. Like, you're strong. You can do this. And they actually yeah. made me change my mind. So I was like, okay. So what the doctors did next is they inserted a balloon oh. into my uterus to expand my cervix. Oh,
1: my god. God, it just sounds no bueno.
2: So, in order to do that, they offered me an epidural, and I was like, "Yes, please," because yeah, my body was already in pain, and I was like, "Hell yeah!" If you want to put a balloon in me to open my uterus, I'm gonna have epidural. So, they gave me an epidural. I didn't feel the balloon. It was like a long process. Like it, this was already like 24 hours later. I was just miserable and tired and exhausted. And finally, um, the doctor came in. It was an on-call doctor. My doctor wasn't even like there yet. Oh and so she took the balloon. No, it was like she said, When you get to a seven or eight, the balloon will pop out on its own. Oh. And the balloon popped out on its own, right? And she came and checked me. And when she checked me, she broke my water on accident. Oh,
1: she accidentally Yeah, she broke wasn't your water? She might
2: have she might have done it on purpose, but when she was checking me after the balloon popped out, <gasps> she popped my water. Okay. And so I was like she didn't um, tell
1: you she was going to do that clearly, no, right? No, okay. no, no.
2: Wow. Oh, she's like, oh, your water just popped. And then Gabe was sleeping next to me, and I'm like, Gabe, 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 Gabe. Was I
1: in there for that? No. I feel like I, I was in there for something, and then I was just like, this. You came poor after that, girl. No, because
2: you you were there before.
1: Because um, oh, it was a yeah. long. It was
2: days it of was. inducing. Because Jessica was going to film it, film right. the birth for us. You had gone home, and then when they broke my water, I was like, oh shit, it's real. Come back. And so. <laughs> Like Gabe had called you and were like yeah. they just broke her water. Gabe was sleeping. It ha- it took like a good minute to wake him up. Like Gabe, 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 and then like yeah. my water broke and he's kind of just like, like nervous. Like if it- you see in our labor and delivery video with Malachi, you can see how nervous he was. Like he was like. Yeah, shaking like back and forth like he was nervous. You'd been through so much at yeah. that point. It's hard to watch. And so we're like and not and not even all of it is in that video. Like that's a, a very PG version of the video. She was like, OK, like we're going to push. I wasn't even fully dilated. I think I was like at an eight. But because I've, I was 34 weeks, like they knew that he was going to be small. Like, earlier yeah. that night, they had given me an ultrasound, and they estimated him to weigh, like, four pounds and something. And I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, she's going to wow. have to go in the NICU. Like, I was terrified. She was like, okay, we're going to try to push. And then that you were there for that. I did, And yeah. I think I pushed. She shoved her hand in me, too. Oh. See, you um, were both part of that club. Yeah, <laughs> and so she... But I didn't really feel it because I had had the epidural. And so she was like, push, push, push. And, like, I'm sitting there pushing. I don't even know how long I was pushing for. She was like, it was a while. you can hear it in the video, too, in my labor and delivery video on um my oh, channel. Yeah. She was like, we're going to have to do a C-section, like, the baby's looking stressed, something along yeah. those lines. And then she's like, we're going to have to do a C-section. And that point, like, you can hear me. I'm, like, sighing and, like, crying. Yeah. Of, like, fear you just like
1: burst into tears pretty much just
2: spent however many much long pushing and i was so devastated that i was gonna have to have a c-section because hours and hours and hours earlier i had begged them for one and i went through all this pain just to end up in a c in an emergency c-section and so they wheeled me and it was very (laughs) very traumatizing (sighs) so i was
3: the last i saw of amber yeah. yeah
2: so i got into the room and i don't even know if they if they were even like having Gabe get dressed to go in yeah, there? Yeah, I got dressed and oh, everything. Dressed? Next
3: thing you know, I couldn't go in because they had to do extra steps because you were so stolen.
2: Yeah. And so um, I get in there and they start to cut and I can feel. <gasps> See, I've never had a C-section, so I don't know what's the normal to feel. But my body was so swollen and sensitive oh. that I think that maybe made me feel more than I should have. Because like oh. they're cutting. Because I know you feel like tugging and stuff. I don't know if I I don't know if I was just feeling the normal of a C-section and my body was just so swollen, like painful that it made my reaction more, you know, You freaked out. You're I like, oh my god, out. I can feel this. I can this feel is not it. Okay, yes. I can and feel so it. they put me under, oh, and man. so Gabe wasn't allowed to come in because they had to put me
1: under, and he was a wreck because I was out there with him and he was in the waiting room and he was. I don't know if I filmed it was- you. Not he fun. was a mess he was like I sitting there like you like, probably have footage you could probably look back i on probably it. do and he was just like <laughs> rocking back and forth and like stress and like he like he wouldn't talk to anybody like the yeah. whole time well
3: you have to remember the last time i was sitting in a hospital my dad died
1: oh yeah. gosh oh
3: my gosh so it was not a pleasant feeling and you're like here i am because we heard absolutely nothing we were just sitting in a waiting room for the longest time yeah not, nothing they didn't no tell us anything so it was just there were just a million things going through my mind, every possible thing that could go wrong. So, yeah, it was not a fun time for me.
2: Yeah, he yeah. was a stress ball. Yeah. And so I um, they wheeled me to a separate room, and my, my sister was there. I don't know who else was there. Was anybody else there? Um, Maybe my aunt, my sister. I just remember seeing my sister. I remember my sister watching me, and she was like, you were breathing like so slow. Like She was scared because she's a nurse. Right. Like, like a normal amount of respirations per minute is like 12 to 20 and she says i was breathing like two respirations a minute so she was terrified you know like seeing that she's like so i'm like waking up and like i wake up and i see my sister and i'm just like like how's the baby and like how is he
1: and because you hadn't even met him at that point no i didn't Mm -hmm. meet him
2: for 24 hours later that after he so was born because they had to give me they had to give me more magnesium and mm-hmm. so i i had to be strapped to the, the yep. bed for 24 hours um before i can go down to the NICU so he ended up weighing five pounds five ounces which is pretty big for being 34 weeks
1: yeah it is
2: he would have been a big baby <laughs> would so um he had to stay in the NICU for about six days and Gabe actually got to meet him first um he took what was it you and your mom no, in there? It
3: was just me at first. Yeah, right before I saw you.
2: And so he got to meet Malachi, and Jessica got the cute moment of Malachi mm-hmm. wrapping his hand around Gabe's finger. And um, he st- he had to stay in the NICU. He didn't have any major issues. Um, I think some of his like levels were off. He had to be on an IV for the
1: first couple days. But, like, he powered through it. And, um, I do remember feeling like it wasn't right that I was meeting your baby before you met your baby. Yeah. Because I, and I, and I think I didn't even, I don't even think I held him until after you. Yeah, did. you
2: held him when we were in the hospital. Cause I didn't feel,
1: afterwards. Cause I wanted to get that moment of you because I was there to, like, film it, you know? But I'm just like, as being a mother, like, it did not feel right, like, seeing yeah, your baby before you could even see him. It was so sad. <laughs> and so I actually had to
2: have, um, stitches and staples which they typically don't use staples anymore but right. because my body was so swollen they had to um and I actually stayed in the recovery room for like five days so I was home one night without Malachi and then we got him the next day so I was like pumping and stuff because I really wanted to breastfeed
1: yeah um, and you did you freaking- and I did
2: I breastfed till he was like a year and a half
1: <laughs> I, we were and I you, I remember being so proud of you because I knew how much you wanted to yeah. do that. I pumped every two hours yeah. in the hospital. She like, killed I couldn't it. move,
2: and I just made sure I pumped, even though nothing was coming out at first. But I right. still made the motion to pump. I had an alarm. I was pumping every two hours. She was so committed. Um, it took me a long time to Because you didn't breastfeed too. with Logan. I didn't, know, And so... Um, he was formula-fed from the beginning because yeah. my milk never came in. Right. Um, and I was also a teenager, and they didn't really push
1: breastfeeding Which, as much. Which, no shame if you wanted no. formula feed. Yeah. But it's just, like, you really wanted to do it. and yeah, I, I really, really wanted to do it
2: for Malachi. I was like, I don't know why oh I'm God. sitting there proud of you, but yeah. I was like, I'm
1: so <laughs> proud. Like, I just,
2: I don't know. He was so <laughs> little you in so the NICU. Awesome. I was trying to get him to latch, and he actually did latch, and he didn't really have any issues. He weighed, yeah, he weighed five pounds, five ounces, By the time he left the hospital, he was a little under five pounds. So he wasn't at his birthday. Which is normal, you know. But he was so small for the longest time. Um but yeah, that birth was um Very traumatizing. I think Malachi had the easiest pregnancy, Malachi had the hardest birth, right? (laughs) Yeah, and so Logan was like harder pregnancy, easier birth. So it was like the opposite. But Malachi's was so traumatizing that Gabe and I because we wanted to have like two kids back to back, and after Malachi's, after that traumatizing experience, then we were like, Oh, I like, I don't know, like that's so scary because. One, I would already be high risk and, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, would I just do a repeat C-section or try to go natural, do vaginal birth um, with, like, no pain and no epidural? Right. Because recovering from a C-section was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's like we're at the point where we know we we want to have another one and then that's where the more infertility issues come and so like that's kind of where we're at right now so (laughs) scary even just like like, we both have traumatizing births but in different
1: senses i don't know i feel like yours was worse it was easy at the scary i mean i definitely like being in my moment was like that was trauma okay there's it's not a competition we both no. had traumatizing because yeah. yeah. i think it was different i mean it was different things like i just remember both- crying with you at some point when you were crying i was crying because yeah. i was like oh my god like just i don't know it was, I just was like a mom paint. thing but like it was yeah it was you went through a lot dude I yeah. feel like you can't even tell the story compared to like when it was there. Cause it was so yeah. crazy. Like right after I made,
2: I made videos on my channel where I probably gave way more details <laughs> because I was like, I remembered things more right after his yeah, birth. Same. But like my birth vlog, I think you edited really well.
1: Yeah. That was, it doesn't fun. show
2: very much traumatizing no. things. It <laughs> shows was like, one traumatizing part when they tell me I have to have a C-section. Yeah. And you could just hear my voice. like Like when I first watched that video, hearing myself make that noise, i immediately started crying yeah because i was like i knew at that moment i felt like defeated right like you know a lot of people a lot of women when they're in labor they're like oh i just want to give up i can't do it anymore it's gonna yeah. be a c-section but it's like come on push through you can do it and then right. it's like you do- usually you, yeah. you do yeah um so at that point i was just like trying so hard and i was trying to be strong and then i just felt defeated
1: oh my gosh but you did it girl i did it you did it you did it it doesn't matter how you did it you still got there baby out baby safe mama saves
3: all right guys well uh it's
1: that time of the night i don't think i want the tip after these stories <laughs>
2: if you guys are curious on how to send us these just dm us on our instagram at fantastic four official and at the top just put just the tip what's the tip today this week's tip my boyfriend has two kids and i have one we've been together for about a year and i want another child not now but in the future As of right now, he says he doesn't want one, but he may change his mind when the time comes. It's a deal breaker for me, so should I stay in this relationship to see if that's what happens, or should I just cut my losses now? I really like him, and I don't want to split, but I also don't want to end up resenting him in the future because he didn't want to have another kid.
3: Girl, I was not expecting a hard one this time. (laughs)
2: That's a good one that's, a, that's good mm-hmm. wow yeah so i actually um personally can relate to this story when logan was about three i was dating someone who already had two kids and he was fixed oh so he couldn't have any more kids and at the beginning of the re- relationship i was okay with it i was like you know like whatever yeah and then like as we progressed i was like i want another kid wow and i then, didn't realize that yeah i mean our relationship ended Mutually, but that was one of the big things was like I wanted another kid. And obviously he he couldn't give that to me because he was already fixed. Right.
1: So, yeah, I I left
2: that relationship because of that, because I knew that I wanted another kid and I wasn't going to stay with someone who can't have another kid.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough.
0: I think that she needs to have a very serious like one on one conversation and be like, look, you know, if if this is happening, like that's cool. But if this is not happening, like I need to know now, like don't string me along for something that could happen. I need to know if this is like something that you're seriously considering. And if you're not, I need to get out of here because I mean, there's like she said, there's some people where if you cannot have kids, that's a deal breaker, Mm -hmm. you know, so.
2: And you don't know, like he may change his mind and he may not. And like at the moment he doesn't want kids, but he could change his mind. But it's like, do you risk it and stay in the relationship, hoping that he's going to change his mind? You don't know. And, and like, yeah, in my opinion, it's like, if you, if you don't know for sure, then I wouldn't even waste your time.
0: And on the same time he could say yes right now. And then when she's ready, he's not ready. And then she ends up resenting him anyways. Yeah. So it's, Honestly, it's just it's going to come down to a judge of character and how truthful he is with her.
1: Mm -hmm. If that's how you see your life, like if you see yours that, you know, for sure you're going to have another one and you're with someone who's adamant about that, like. You do you, boo boo. Yeah, maybe he's a great person, but just not the right one for you.
2: Yeah, you can find someone who wants to have more kids, and they tell you that from the beginning. Yeah,
1: yeah. But that is tough, and it and he shouldn't have to change around what he wants either for no. you, and yeah. you, and you and just like you shouldn't have to change what you want for him. So. And there's like, you, I'm sure you guys are both great people, but like she said, even she's like, should I just cut my losses? Yeah. Out? I think she's on the right track right now. Yeah. Right. With
0: I mean, as, as equally as she says, you know, if he doesn't want kids then I'm out, you know, if she wants yeah. kids then I'm out.
1: Yeah. So if you guys are both serious about it, I think you're right, Chris, like have a like serious, be like, okay, love you. But on the real, like, are yeah. you really not going to have more? Because if so, I, you're a great person, but this is, like, a break for me. So mm-hmm. he needs to know, like, this is a legitimate make or break for me.
0: Like one of his nights, just bring home wings and pizza. <laughs> and
1: just oh my God. lay it out. Lay it all out with that wop.
3: <laughs> no, honestly, I just pretty much agree with you guys that serious talk needs to happen because that is a really big issue. And if you're adamant about wanting another kid and he's adamant about not, that's just not going to work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you should change no, your like you don't your uh, mm-hmm. like
3: you don't want to just be left on a hook. Just like what if a maybe, like you have to have that conversation and you have to know what is going
0: on. She, mm. I think she needs to give him a timeline so that he can answer accurately.
1: That's a good suggestion. A timeline because
0: mm-hmm. if she if she says just generalizes, you know, in the future, like obviously, I, well, I guess not obviously, but I feel like most people would want kids in the future but if you say in six months like fuck no i'm not ready or in you know two years or you know whatever there needs to be you know if it doesn't happen by this day like peace out
1: yeah yeah well she did say she doesn't want one right now though right
2: so just maybe just yeah. ask him like yeah she said she wants a chi- another child not now but in the future so like what future like yeah. How far mm-hmm. in the future do you want one? Because that could be, you know, give yeah. him a, a time frame. frame. Is, is this
3: going off of one conversation you guys had about him not wanting? Have you guys talked about it again? Is he still adamant about it?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Figure figure out your shit and then ask him about his shit and then combine your shit and figure <laughs> out who's leaving <laughs> the shit.
1: Yeah. May, maybe give him a perspective of like in in 2025. I'm gonna want another child. We're gonna be X, Y, and Z. Maybe you're in college. Maybe you're whatever. It is at that time. Be like after we get a house, like get, give him milestones, and be like, if we have this, this, and this, how would you feel? Yeah, and then see or
2: ask him why he doesn't want another kid. Like, do you know why he doesn't want a kid? Is there she a probably reasons? does, right? Is there reasons why he doesn't want a
1: kid? Or he just you know maybe just he doesn't just, want one. Yeah, maybe he just doesn't want. Maybe one.
0: he saw Jessica's video and he's like, fuck. That, <laughs> you
1: know. That's it for today's episode. Don't forget to like and rate our podcast and turn on those notifications.
0: You know you want to hear from us. Yeah, you do
1: make sure to follow us on instagram at fantastic official where we post continuous updates we want to hear your feedback comments and topic suggestions and that's where you can reach us you also have an option to support our podcast by clicking the link in the description of every episode farewell from your favorite foursome
0: and until next time
1: bye guys bye peace. Out.